0: Well, it is a real treat for us to be able to tell you some of the stories of things that we were able to get up to when we went to Malawi last month. So you'll see some pictures up on the screen as well. You'll see some uh, interesting attire, all of which is (laughs) locally made. If you would like anything, let me know and I can pick you up something next time we go. So uh, put your orders in. It was wonderful for us to be able to do our first team properly. To Malawi last month and to go and visit CCC again City Christian Centre and meet with Scriven and his wife Annie who lead the church and it really felt like we were going back to see friends and I know David and Ruth they came last time as well and so it just you you look at the people there and you you love them and they feel the same way about us and it's such a great partnership that we're forming with us so um we have each got something that has been special about the trip to share with you and also something that is continuing to live with us having been to Malawi but I'd really like to just say that the team that went was absolutely brilliant and imagine living with the same people for more than two weeks without really any me time at all but they were fab and just gave 100% every day even when they weren't feeling well so terrific bunch so very fortunate (laughs) to have gone with them. So the thing that has been living with me in particular since going to Malawi has been how the miracles and the teachings of Jesus in the Bible have actually come alive to me in a whole new way. And I just want to read a very quick story. This is Matthew chapter 9. As Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying aloud, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he entered the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it done to you. And their eyes were opened. And that's such an amazing story now for me because where we were staying at our guest house, you drive through a gate, down the road, round the corner, and on the corner there, there was two blind men all day, every day, either sitting by the road or standing by the road with their hands like this, just waiting for somebody to stop to give them something so that they could eat that day. And this story for me now, just imagine if Jesus had come down that street and touched them and healed them. Just what a difference that would make to their whole lives in being able to work and make their way around and have a family and just holistic healing for them. And Malawi gives us such a great opportunity to see a little bit more what culture would have been like in Jesus' day, it's a little bit nearer to what it was like there. And just the, the wonderful difference that Jesus made um, has come alive to me again. So I'd really like to introduce Edward as uh, um, our <laughs> magnificent Christmas shirt wearer. <laughs> it was his first time to Malawi. Over to Ed.
1: Thank you. I'd like to start um, just by apologising for what I'm wearing. If you're finding it distracting, uh, my face is up here. Um, What I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about uh, the Sunday meetings. So over the time we were there, we went to two Sunday morning meetings. Uh, We went to the intercession prayer meetings that they have before every Sunday morning meeting. We also went to one of their Thursday evening uh, meetings. So this is just a little picture. This is in the worship time. That's, I think, Isaac and Grace in the worship team. Um, I thought the best way to kind of take you into one of their Sunday morning meetings would be to get us to practice a bit of what they do. So we're going to do a bit of call and response. So I'm going to need a little bit of energy from you at this point. So when I give a big hallelujah, you'll need to go amen, okay? Hallelujah. That is good. That is very good. Okay, slightly higher degree of difficulty here for this one. When I say God is good, you respond all the time. When I say all the time, you then respond, God is good. If you're really advanced, you can then go, and that's his nature at the end. But let's let's not run before we can walk. So we'll leave that bit for now. God is good. All the time. time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love this. That is you've done very well. Um, so that gives you a little taste of the preaching. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a bit more to it than that, but, um, you'll hopefully be on edge at any moment. I could just pull out, hallelujah. Amen. Great, great. Um, so the services were in, uh, English and Chichewa. So there was a translator at all times so that things could be accessible for everyone who was there. And that's not something that was just specially for us. That was for that's something that they do every week because they want to be accessible for everyone. Um, So that was the preaching. That was great. The other thing, uh, there was some worship, a lot of uh, joy, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, which we loved but weren't very good at. Um, So one of the big dances that we requested, we've done it uh, at Grace Church before. Lindsay did it after um, our first visit to Malawi. Um, It's the notorious Denga Denga dance which we requested to do again, and they indulged us on Sunday morning. So we're going to show, I believe, featuring our very own David Baker, um, <laughs> the Denga, Denga on Sunday morning. That'll do. <laughs> that's, there's a slightly tragic contrast between the worship team at the front and then us Zungus on the front row trying to join in, but it's the taking part that counts when it comes to worship, I think. Um, the other thing, and the thing that was kind of my um, take-home message that's still really living with me was the prayer. Uh, As I said, they pray a lot uh, before their Sunday meetings. They have a weekly prayer meeting on Thursday as well. Um, And not so much just that they know how to pray um, or that they're very good at praying, which they are, or that they just pray a lot, um, but that they are totally dependent on prayer. um, And they know that they need to pray. And in their prayer meetings, they'll just regularly be encouraging each other, saying things like, Without God, we can do nothing, but with God, all things are possible. And without Jesus, we can't do anything, but uh, with Jesus, we can pray for something. It will happen. Um, and that was uh, hugely challenging for me and encouraging for me at the time. It's definitely a thing that I've kind of taken back and it's living with me. Uh, and something I can learn a lot is their dependence on prayer um, and they're really learning to depend on God. So I'm going to hand over to Lisa, who was also going to Malawi for her first time. So Lisa.
2: Okay, yeah, so it was my first time in Malawi as well. And um, the thing that I'm going to really talk about is the, um, going to people's houses for food. So this is a good topic. We got fed really, really well. Okay, it was great. So, But it was just such an opportunity to really meet with people because the church is great and it was brilliant being in the worship. But to add to that, that we got to go to people's homes. We got to see a real insight into real Malawian life and to um, just get to know the people in great depth. There's quite a few people on a Sunday morning but this was an opportunity to spend time one on one with people and in groups. So um, we normally split into two groups. So four of us would go to one family and four of us would go to another family. We thought eight was a bit much. So um, this picture is at Clement and Grace's house at one of the dinners. And I was just struck by how welcoming everybody really was. And they put us at our ease. There wasn't any awkward silences at these dinners. They really made us feel welcome. And just down to the little things, like Malawians normally eat with their hands, which was not something we were very comfortable with, or certainly not me. And um, just giving us a knife and fork was a real blessing. And yeah, just really lovely to us. It was lovely to have good conversations with them about their jobs, um, social interests, to talk about the church, to talk about their family. And one of the things that really struck me was just the way that they engaged with each other and their family. I thought they were just such a model of family life and of marriage and how Jesus would like us to be in those relationships and modelling his relationship with the church. It was really really lovely to watch and they treated us so well and shared everything they had with us and their time which is just incredible they live in really small houses compared to what we have so um usually one story and not a lot of space but everything is shared and so they will often have other family members or just people they know staying with them whereas i would probably think I don't have room for you at the moment. I'm sorry, there's no space. They will find space, which is just really, really lovely. Um, One of my favourite evenings was visiting Elias and Fatness. So Elias plays the keyboard, and he pretty much is the band with the singers. He has a keyboard with electric drums, and he just does everything, including some... If you say something good in church, you get a little... Tinkle on the piano just to boost it up. Um, I'm in favour of that. It was good. So, as a fellow musician, we had a lot to talk about. I was able to take my flute. Um, He had a go at that, and his wife also sings, and she had a go. And he was just sharing his life with us, and he had an incredible story to tell. So, he um, was in the army and showed us his medals and showed us photos, and he... um, used to be um, in charge of the music for the president. Quite a claim to fame. So it was really, really, really interesting and a great, great evening with them. And the other thing that I wanted to share with you is just we went to the women's meeting and these women are just incredible and seeking God. And they were dealing with all the tough stuff and having fun and sharing everything all at the same time. They were incredible singers and worshippers. And I don't think I met a single person in Malawi that couldn't sing. I was totally in awe of what they could do. Um, so we bought a message about um, God using our weakness. And then Annie, who is Scriven's wife, then could, what could only be described as proclaimed the gospel in a serious way. And it was just a really enjoyable experience. What's living with me now as Some of you know because I spoke in the morning. Was that before I went, I was terrified. I didn't know what I was letting myself in for. I knew that God had told me to go. But when I first became a Christian, I was literally saying, Don't send me anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. And here I was thinking, I'm about to go to Malawi. But what God kept saying to me is that in my weakness, He is strong. And the way they pray out there, they pray for everything. And it just tallies up with that, really. And so in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, it says, my power is perfected in weakness. And then in verse 10, um, it says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So I'm going to hand over to Ben, um, also first time in Malawi, and photobomb extraordinaire. <laughs>
3: All right, so I'm going to chat about, uh, we visited a few of the normal church members in their uh, houses in a little village called Mango. Uh, this is a picture of us whilst we were there. Um, this guy, just on my left in the sort of vest there, you might not know, he's the Malawian Johnny Cash. All right, he played on the Sunday when we got there, and he got up and he had this face which just looked like Johnny Cash, and he held the guitar like Johnny Cash, he sang it like Johnny Cash. I only like Johnny Cash things about Jesus in a slightly angry way, um, but deep down having joy. Um so I love that. Um, so yeah, we visited uh, three different families, um, and they're all just so welcoming, uh, so generous, so happy to have us there. Um, and the first thing that really struck me was that these were families that are just normal church members who give time and money uh, to support the church and all that it does. Um, and yet, they weren't very well off themselves at all. Like, as you can see from this house, it's not best of houses by our standards at all. As I was saying, uh, Lisa was saying, they're fairly small. They don't really have much for themselves it's, like they're struggling to get by themselves. Um, and like even like the roads to get to them, like you can't really even call them roads when you're having to like climb and jump over bits to get places. Like that's sort of sands they're living in. And yet they're still giving of themselves giving money to support other people who are in need. And that really struck me that yeah, just the generosity of how much they give. Um yeah, just yeah. How much they love each other. Um, in particular, missing this guy. This is Luke and Martha, uh, and they had a little daughter as well. Um, that was a real highlight for me. Partly as sort of looking forward to it. Partly because of hearing him sing, like Johnny Cash. And also I'd uh, heard his testimony during the week, and it was sort of almost like Johnny Cash as well. And uh, had a, quite a rough background with uh, drug and drink, but turned Jesus turned his life around, um, which is pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, they didn't really have, uh, yeah. His house was very amazing, because even though they didn't really have much, he was a builder and managed to make a home for his family. Um, and they were so generous. Um, partly in seeing how they gave to church and just how they gave to us as well. We didn't really need anything. Um, they still chose to, gave to give to us, just to love us and make us feel welcome. Um, Martha had made these amazing, delicious banana fritters and these little curry potatoes, which I can get enough of. <laughs> they are <were> so good. <laughs> um, and then Luke, I think this is a moment which touched all of us quite a lot, Luke just brought in this massive bag of Fanta and Coke to give to us, and like to us it doesn't really cost much for us, but the relative cost for them that bag would have cost more than a month's rent for them, so like the relative cost for well, that would have cost like is outrageous really, and the fact that he wanted to give that to us so that we feel loved and welcomed in their home was just so humbling. Um, yeah, we were quite blown away by that, um, but they just gave it with joy and love, and' that's the, the freedom with which they gave stuff and the the willingness. Because so they trust in Jesus and they want to obey Him by loving people, and that's the, yeah a real challenge. to uh, so yeah, that's all my uh, yeah takeaway point, if you like, just the how willingly they give um, and want to love people. So uh, I'm gonna hand over to Becca, my wife, who absolutely loves Africa <laughs> and loves to cry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the kids club that we ran while we were out there. Um, so I know the last time that Lindsay and Ruth and Dave went, there there was no children's ministry at CCC, and that was a point that they fed back to them on. So we weren't we weren't sure what sort of state their children's work would be in. So when we got there we met Greg and Fanny and Agnes who now lead the children's work and have only been doing it for five months but are amazing and we were so blessed by them and Greg especially whenever anyone said Greg's name someone else would go oh Greg (laughs) it was normally me (laughs) Um, so we did two kids clubs the first one Not like our kids' club. If you've ever spoken to Claire Young, who runs the kids' clubs here, you'll know that she is planning kids' club basically from the moment the next one finishes. So that is not how it goes in Africa. In Africa, we planned it the day before it happened. Um, And we were told that it would just be the church kids there, so expect only 15. So we were like, okay, that's fine, We can do that. Um, So we were also told... If you tell them to arrive at 9, they'll be late. They'll arrive at 10, so you'll have an hour to set up. They were like, okay, great, an hour to set up. We arrived at 9. There were already the 15 kids there, and we were like, good start. Um, And then just throughout the day, um, well, throughout the morning, we ended up with 65 kids, um, because just kids from the local community sort of saw us and turned up, and that was... I mean, it was beyond what we were expecting, and it was amazing, because we were thinking it would just be the church kids that would hear, But 65 kids who might not ever have been to church before came and heard the gospel preached, and then did a little talk about Paul's conversion, which was great. So, yeah, so this photo, we, we taught them what's the time, Mr. Wolfe. Um, and <laughs> because, because we were being translated, because all the kids spoke in Chichewa, they, I think they'd just about grasped the fact that, like, we say four o'clock and they take four steps forward. But I don't think that they'd quite got the fact that we were going to turn around and chase them. <laughs> so when it got to the point where we were like, dinner time, they literally screamed. And were like, ah! <laughs> but they were incredibly fast. I had to pick on, like, the tiniest little three-year-old
5: <laughs> because she was the only one I could
4: catch. Um, and... <laughs> um, so, I think my highlight of Kids Club was the worship. We were able to teach them some songs that we do in Kids Worship with with Arrows, as me and Ben have started leading that, so that was really great, and they taught us um, There's No One Like Jesus in Chichua, which we then taught our kids in Arrows a few weeks ago, which was really great. Um, but they just loved to worship Jesus, and I don't know how many of them had ever done that before, but they we were singing and dancing, and there was just so much joy, and they just kept going. They had a whole ton of energy. So we've got a video of one of the songs we taught them. And if you can, look out for Ed Rayner, <laughs> who is not loving how much Greg is loving the song and wants to carry on singing the song. <laughs> maybe while we're waiting, I will tell you what I have taken away from the trip. Um, So for me, I think the thing that's really stuck with me is um, just how wonderful the miracle of the global church is. Um, And while we were there, it was just, it was so touching that we could be among strangers and so quickly call them family. Um, And we were so loved by them. And I'm going (laughs) to cry. Yeah, it was just amazing that in times of worship we were singing to the same God and we were all on the same mission. Yeah. And then the first week we came back, the worship here, I don't know who it was, but someone prayed out in a language that wasn't English and it wasn't tongues. And we were like, this is amazing. There's diversity in this church. And it was. Yeah, that was an amazing encouragement as well. So, yeah, that's what I've taken away. You might not get to watch Ed Rainer be, be grumpy, but that's, that's fine. Maybe later. Uh, I'm going to hand over to Zoe, who also super loves Africa so much that she might actually be African. Um, and she's going to talk about Penn <laughs>
6: I do love Africa, but I'm not sure if I'm African, but anyway, um, I'm going to talk about uh, the visits that we had to Pensulo, which is a visit which is uh, west of Blantyre. it takes about 20 minutes to get there by car, and we had a really good car, you need a good car to get there. Um, yeah, I think the journey there was quite, probably the most fun journey uh, with the right amount of danger, so um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very bumpy roads and um, the actual village is quite spread out so our our idea of a village here is um, all quite close together with the houses but um, Pensulo everyone has their own bit of land and it's um, it's quite spread out so whenever we had to go to another house we had to pick up sticks and then walk maybe 10 minutes to the next house so that in itself was quite a journey Um, but we visited about uh, maybe Six families there. Um, the first person we visited was an elderly gentleman um, in a house, and he, he didn't have any possessions at all, really. Um, he was uh, sitting on a mat. But the love and compassion that we saw from the members of CCC who were with us at the time, uh, it's just mind blowing. Like the way they honored him um, and really saw um, what a beautiful person he was is really, um, it. yeah, it breaks your heart at the really. end. Um, it's a real challenge to see that um, and to know how to respond and um, know how to love people in that way. Um, yeah, and we also, we also visited a widow um, who had had a stroke. And so the, half, the lower half of her body was completely paralyzed and she wasn't able to walk or anything. But even with that disability, she was still caring for seven orphans, uh, which is incredible, and you think. How how do I make room for that in my life? Like, how do I look after people? And of course, in the UK, there's all sorts of red tape around looking after people and fostering. But it's it's beyond a cultural experience. It's more of this is a community which gets mucked in. You know, really shares their life, and that's that generosity of life, which I think really challenged me there. Um, So I think that's what I took away is even though this was a cultural experience and this is Africa, how do I how do I take the lessons that I've learned here and actually apply them in the UK? What does that look like in Nottingham? Um, and it was just a real privilege to meet people in their homes. Um, I think we don't really quite understand that here. It's a different kind of meaning when you go and visit people in their homes that you're associating with them, that you're just being with them, and that has a certain meaning there which is not similar to the UK. So that's something that we had to learn and we had to grasp, but um, it's a real uh, learning experience, a real privilege to do. So yeah, um, I'm going to pass on to Ruth, who is going to talk a little bit more about Pensulo and the crusade that went on.
5: Yeah, so um, the initial visits um, enabled us to meet a lot of the beneficiaries from something called Helping Hands Project, which is one of the main kind of social action projects that CCC runs. And basically, it's a project that serves widows, the elderly, and orphans. It's kind of completely the kind of New Testament in action, that they try to reach out and meet the needs of people who just have nothing and cannot necessarily provide for themselves. And so we visited them and this led up to a crusade and that they really a big outreach meeting on the Saturday and so we arrived it rained the road was really muddy I must admit I was slightly scared of the road because their vehicle was sliding sideways in front of us But we arrived and we had an amazing time. The room was already full of people worshipping. They were all massively into it, just worshipping and praising God. Um, Pastor Clement preached the gospel in just amazing kind of like pow. And people respond. It's just stunning. You know, just the number of hands that go up at the end, I think it's something that we just don't see here we just don't see um kind of responses like that and to be honest I guess sometimes here we think we don't need God because we have so much stuff when you're there to be honest people don't have lots of stuff cluttering up their lives if you offer them Jesus kind of it's incredible really um so the crusade was great, and after that, um, the, there's the distribution. So what you can see in this picture are the big white bags, are uh, um, bags of ufa, which is maize flour, and that's the main staple of the diet in um, Malawi. You use it to make a kind of porridge thing for the morning, um, and, um, and enzima, which is like a doughy thing you eat in the evening or at lunch. Um, And then also the bags you can see are full of clothes which we want to thank you all from Grace Church um, for giving your donations because that's that's this is where those donations have ended up blessing the people of Pensulo um, many who wouldn't just have any money at all to buy things so this is a real blessing to them that of all the gifts that people gave from here. I think the things that stand out for me so much about this is this guy at the front in the blue this is their ccc uniform so when they go on crusades they'll wear matching outfits to show which church they're from but this guy is called alan and he's one of the elders at ccc and he's been working he's very involved in the helping hands project and he goes there regularly following up the people who respond to the gospel um, he goes there just visits homes tells them about jesus um And um, they're going to be starting a church there shortly, so through this... They have over time been building up a whole gathering of people who now they can form a church from it, which is just stunning. And to be honest, this came about because of one elderly lady from this village who would walk over an hour to come to their congregation. It's where God opened the door, they made friends with the village chiefs, and now they're looking at planting a church there, which is just stunning. And it's a beautiful picture of the new testament um and i think that's one of the main things that um i have just been so stunned by that you just feel like the bible in action right here kind of they go gather believers now they're planting a church whoop whoop it's just um really awesome I, i mean i think the thing that stays with me so much is just the incredible level of giving um that people kind of give to you and the way that people care for you, I think it truly does kind of rip your heart apart a little bit. Um, I think Ben referred to Luke's gift of the drinks. I mean, that it means mass. That is a massive thing. And I think when you're sat there, you just feel like we do not deserve this. You are lavishing stuff on us. And I think when you think about in the Bible where Jesus, where the lady comes and gives her little gift of a tiny amount, you start to suddenly think, That does mean so much, doesn't it? When somebody gives a tiny amount out of everything they, it's physically a tiny amount, but it's a massive amount of everything they have. You just think that is absolutely amazing. And I think as well, we have some of these wonderful people here now in Grace Church. We have people from all kinds of nations. And I think for me, I think coming back here, I feel that, you kind of understand more where people are coming from, and you feel like actually you family to you means sharing what you have, and that's what we need to be. We need to share what we have and be kind of real family to these people. Um, I'm going to pass you on to my husband, who uh, didn't had been to Africa pre-August, but this time was driving a massive four-by-four four around scary Malawian roads very fast. So. <laughs>
7: So, um... All of what you heard tonight has just been evidence of the growing partnership between Grace Church and CCC, and it's been a, been a real privilege to be part of that both on an individual level and on our corporate level. Right from the start, we all felt incredibly welcomed um, by the members of CCC. They were all there at the airport when we arrived, and you get off the plane and the heat just hits you like a like a hammer, and then like I, I, and then I, and they're all there just welcoming us so much. They're taking time out of their out of their lives to come and visit us. Come and. Welcome us, and they and they all saw us off as well, and that was a really sad, emotional moment when you're saying goodbye to people that you love and you care about. It's difficult, and I think the fact that we that we, we all found it really hard to say goodbye, is um, as part of that. Um, seeing people again when we when we did arrive was wonderful it's like seeing old friends that you know and love and care about and that love and care about you um, we just really enjoyed catching up with them finding out what is going on in their lives what challenges are going on there are many challenges to life in Malawi some of them we can we could relate to very much from our lives in Nottingham some of them are very different but whatever they are uh, like we see how they're dealing with it how, how they are seeking God how God is providing for them in that problem and that's really faith-building for us, and it's great for us to build that relationship with them. And also, these people are real genuine friends to us now. Ruth and I had the great privilege of staying with one of the couples in the church the last time we went there, um, and um, and through know, spending time with them and their children, we really got to know them. And seeing them again, we and the, we, when we visited them, we just felt, yeah, you are brothers and sisters in Christ to us. We are sort of bound to you. We love you, and 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 yeah, we just really enjoyed. That time with them and building that relationship with them—it was a great privilege, and all of this is just evidence of a real deepening of the relationships and the multiplication of the relationships between Grace Church and CCC. For every pair of faces that you can see in that slide, there's a relationship there, and there's more, and there's more besides. Um, yeah, it was—it's just been, been a, a great, great privilege, and as our churches grow together, and we're really looking forward to seeing that continuing. In August, there will be a team. Many, many of staff um, from Grace Church going to go, going to Malawi, and they're going to be doing some some working with their leadership team. There's going to be some equipping and teaching on both sides, and um, so yeah, they're going to pass on some of the, some of the some of what we've learned in Nottingham that, that that they can learn. But also, there's going to be a huge amount for them to learn in Malawi as well. It's a place where you're challenged and and your relationship with God grows, and just like there's so much, yeah, there's so much in Malawi. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and, um, uh, and yeah, they're, they're on a real adventure. Um, as Ruth said, there's Alan and his wife Susan, and their hyperactive child Ben are going to be um, shortly moving to um, quite near um, um, uh, near Pensulo to plant a church. Also, Clement and Grace, who saw one of the, one of the um, pictures from the evening meals, that um, Clement's going to be um, at a. he's going to be. Going to support a church in Luanda, which is about an hour and a half journey away. But he's going to be coming back, back and forth because he's got two young children. It's a, it's a big deal, and uh, but they're really, they're really bound to that church there. And so there's lots of things happening for them in their church and challenges. And if you're sitting here thinking, this is all great, but what can I do? I would really encourage you to pray for them. They, they. The, 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 and how passionately they pray for us we can be praying for them both individually and uh, as a group when we gather um gather for the prayer for the nations on monday evenings um they would really appreciate that they pray for us with passion i even got a whatsapp message from Scri- scriven just this afternoon as i was as i was as i was running through saying we pray for you this morning and we'll be praying for you this evening i was like yeah, thank you scriven <laughs> um so um yeah, yeah, they're fully behind what we're doing in Nottingham and they love us. So yeah, do pray for them because they are praying for us. What has been been with me since, um, since getting back, um, because of the nature of where they are and, you know, time, expenses, all these things, we don't necessarily know when or if um, we'll see some of the individuals that we have met before, uh, that we've met in Malawi again. But we do know, we do have a certain hope that we will be with them in heaven on that great day and we will be all gathered before the throne of God. And there'll be no horrible flights with, um, <laughs> where you get up and you feel awful um, um, in between. We will be there in fellowship with them before God and it will be wonderful. So um, yeah, being, being, um, being with them in Malawi is just a little taste of what that'll be like. So that's all very exciting. I mean, I don't know about you, but I find it so moving to hear. It's so different, isn't it? It sounds so stupid to say, but it's just such a different culture over there. And haven't the team done such a brilliant job of transporting us to Malawi, let's thank them. Let's thank you so much. <laughs>